Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 885 4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508 252 3359. Propane Heating and Cooling. It's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM can always listen online at our website dpetro.com folks it is wednesday oh christmas week that's right today's wednesday december 21st just a couple of days left you have today now again good weather good weather get out there handle whatever shopping you need to do enjoy yourself tomorrow's thursday i don't think i'm breaking any news here um but today nice and dry right good weather chilly but that's okay now tomorrow oh we start to get some of the rain coming in that's right at some point and then friday looks to be a very stormy day however mild and then very cold whoa christmas eve christmas lows you know christmas day could be the lowest temperature we've seen so far maybe 14 degrees I don't plan on doing a weather forecast for the next three hours, but I just, you know, it's important to kind of know. You want to kind of get things handled because Friday looks like it could be difficult. Tomorrow's going to be a very busy day on the roads. The roads are very, very busy. Uh, If you haven't noticed, the roads have actually almost been like a parking lot. But, uh, hey, do what you can to shop local. I like to support local business as much as I possibly can. Juan does his part. And support our local uh, sponsors, like uh, Maria, It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. If you're listening right now, why not pop in? She's right in that historic white church, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. There it is with the flag out front. It's My Health. And get some nice gift items. Pop in and say hello to Marie. Get some stocking stuffers. She's got great merchandise. Folks, we must support our local business, especially retailers. It's not easy. Go in there, let alone someone who is so good on service. The woman is Mother Teresa as far as health. She's dedicated her life to service and health. It's Marie, and it's my health, because it's all about health. Remember, without your health, health is everything. You get all the money in the world, other problems. But your health, as long as you're healthy, feel good, a lot of other things can fall into place. Well, folks, we had a big night. It is Wednesday. We're going to talk to Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. We had a big night last night with uh, Cranston PD Live, Episode 6. Very big episode last night. We, uh, we, were on, we were live 8 to 10, and I think we have settled on a time slot now. 8 to 10 is a good time to be on. And uh, there were a number of different stories that we were involved in. We were once again riding with 
Sergeant Corvisi with Cranston, Sergeant with the Cranston Police Department. And, uh, and again, I think you'll like it. It's live. It's unscripted. Uh, it's also very intriguing to, uh, to me that we have, because of the nature of Facebook, because of the nature that it's interactive. Um, now, I did post it also on YouTube. And I know if you're saying right now, well, I'm not on Facebook for whatever reason, even though it's free. Um, but it is on YouTube. And also, if you just go to petro.com, it has all the different links. But last night, not only we you get people from other states, which is always just interesting, right? It's not just Rhode Island, Massachusetts, which is the bulk of it. But then you get New York, New Jersey last night, Texas, California, Florida. Um, but then we also actually had a viewer from Japan last night. I don't remember in the past if we've had people from Japan. But the beauty of that is they just go into Facebook Watch and then you get all these live videos and then they literally stumble upon us so it was pretty interesting um and then there's some good segments from that cranston police they cracked down there's a number of people on the roads you know they, they pulled over someone last night the guy hasn't had a driving license in 10 years and i want to clarify he was not pulled over because he was wearing slippers he was pulled over because he had a stolen plate on his vehicle and forget about it. there was no paperwork for the vehicle he didn't have a license the vehicle is not insured it's not registered it's not insured and those are not even the plates that go with that car so listen he's not he's not going to you know he's not going to do five to ten but you know the more and more we can't have people on the road that are not properly just that licensed and insured so he was a little heated last night you can see he's got the oxygen tank and then we had uh, someone from ireland seemed a little bit too happy in the holiday spirit and then thus um he was causing some problems and so we had that call as well as well as others so but it's it's uh and and there's also a way that people figure out where they're watching it on their television you can hook, a, hook up your uh, facebook live your iphone i believe or whatever different phone to your television so you see people watching this <laughs> on their big screen tv i put a picture of it on uh, on the facebook page which again it's this guy has a beautiful large huge tv plasma right above his fireplace so he's got a fire going and he's sitting watching one riding around with cranston pd so it's a happening so folks that we still have the killer on the loose in providence and uh we remain the only now that was monday night and right now unless something changes we remain the only media outlet that i found out i went and found out who is this victim and it's tragically a father of two that has been gunned down that was monday night uh, i don't expect people somebody thought west the comments are funny westerly this is going on a westerly no the street is waverly street it's in the west end of cranston westerly this is happening no waverly waverly not westerly there's also you want to talk about education and just in rhode island how broken it is there's a good piece and i did post it on the facebook page this is one of those things i i have no idea why the media doesn't highlight this more but and i'll talk about it a little bit coming up but our system is so out of whack 
the uh, report that just came out, the Rhode Island school districts, they do the 2022 proficiency performance. So you have all the schools districts ranked. You have their uh, English proficiency, math, science, their per pupil rank. And then, but they also have expenditure. So what is the expenditure per pupil? And that's the thing that really just jumps off the page. For instance, do you know in Westerly? Westerly now. Now, there's no one moving to Westerly to use the public schools. Westerly, per pupil, it's 26000 a year to attend their public schools. Folks, you could go to a private school for that amount of money. Winsocket, kind of in the middle of the pack, 17000 per pupil in Woonsocket, ranked 21st. But Barrington, 16000 per pupil. And they, you know, rank very, very strongly as far as their, all their proficiencies. Uh, East Greenwich is another one, 17000 But let's go to some of the higher ones. Warwick, the Warwick school system, like for bang for your buck, potentially could be one of the worst. 23000 per pupil. 23000 in their rank is atrocious for as far as how well the kids are doing so some of the ones near the bottom of the pack for instance central falls as you can imagine is last that's nineteen thousand per student when socket though as far as performance is also right above central falls when socket public schools are actually worse than providence and west warwick but seventeen thousand. how about providence twenty two thousand per student and only 14% of the kids are proficient in English, 10% in math, the entire school district. Let, let me get another one that jumps out. How about Newport schools are atrocious? 23,000 per student. 23,000. You go to private school for that. For that amount of money, you could attend a Hendrick and LaSalle for less and get a better education. Wheeler is like 30,000, and some of these schools are right almost in that vicinity of that south kingstown is another total ripoff Twenty-three thousand per student how about narragansett total ripoff Twenty-five thousand per student go to private school what a joke so now cumberland does pretty well cumberland's fifteen thousand per student and ranked barrington's number one one two three four five barrington's ranked uh, excuse me cumberland is ranked fifth north smithfield very good deal ranked sixth seventeen thousand per student lincoln decent but nineteen thousand per student right below exeter west greenwich smithfield decent education seventeen thousand per student and then uh let me just see if there's any other ones that really jump out middletown another one not a strong public school system twenty thousand per student uh johnston's twenty thousand per student cranston seventeen thousand per student but warwick warwick is below cranston and right above east providence yet warwick is twenty three thousand per student that that is that is ridiculous and newport though newport is terrible and then of course providence at twenty two thousand newport 
school system is just atrocious and it's 23,000 per student but westerly is the most expense 20 26,000 per student and believe me no one is uh going to the ivies from westerly all right folks it's wednesday we're going to talk to dan mcgowan of the boston globe right here on the john DePietro show Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. AtMed Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At AtMed Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families they're on duty at all times they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to atment urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing atment urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 atwood avenue in johnston that's right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich online at admedurgentcare.net folks joining us right now from the boston globe is columnist dan mcgowan and dan once again what a remarkable streak right now about these uh these knicks (laughs) i think that the only thing uh, I, I can't think of anything that's even that's any more meaningful, right? Elon Musk is the biggest story in the world right now. You got uh, Zelensky in the country today, but I think everybody should be focused on eight wins in a row uh, for for the Knickerbockers. <laughs> Absolutely, and also just a, a side, and you'll appreciate this. Rhode Island being Rhode Island, Friday night I was attending a Christmas party, and for dinner we sat down. And seated next to me, so we got a chance to talk during the course of the dinner at the Christmas party, happened to be from the Providence Police Department and Mike Stevens, who's a big fan of yours. And you can appreciate the uh, the peering there. He What a great guy. We had a great time. I was gonna say I think he draw the short straw there because he was gonna have John DePietro next to him (laughs) the whole time. But you're right. Good, very good man, and I, and I really think, good guy. And I think to to the really to the police department's credit, uh, the job that that he has eventually found there, um, you know, after all the the riffraff over whether he should be a major or not, it's actually the right job. He's got a you know he's got some level of voice the community. Uh, I think a lot of the guys who know him in the police department do like him. It's not as high profile as maybe it was designed to be. Uh, and that's probably the right thing for him uh, and for the department. Yeah. And it's funny. Our host was, you know, later told me, listen, you're a good guy. He's a good guy. I peered you guys up. So uh, the two of you get to know each that's other. Fantastic. We had a really, yeah, really, really good time. And Dan McGowan, one of the things we talked about, and I told him, I was telling there's some different people at the party is I was blown away at the, your former colleague, Steph Machado's exit interview with Mayor Alorza. Now as someone you've covered him for eight years, uh, I, I think right now he's saying things that no other elected official will say. And of course he then, you know, repeated some of it. It wasn't, it didn't, I don't think he got as much attention on, uh, on 10 news conference. It's kind of become the line though. Because now I'm seeing other people ask, well, would you send your children there? But I'm talking about Mayor Lorza 
uh, that exit interview. He would not send Omar, his son, to the Providence Public Schools. Boy, he is just – if people will stop and listen, what he's saying actually makes sense. But some of it is, is seemingly just kind of get washed away because people are so blown away at some of the statements he's making. You know, he certainly uh, – for a guy who I would say has not played uh, politics or the media, sometimes it's the same, quite well over his eight years, uh, he sure knows how to go out with the bang. Um, wow. Because the mayor knows exactly what he's doing um, on his way out the door. This is not, um, you know, I'm just sitting down and, you know, uh, saying a few things on my mind. This is how the mayor, uh, you know, had developed this feeling over the course of particularly, I think, the second term in office, you know, right after the, the his last year as the first term, the province teachers, of course, you know, shouted him down at his state of the city address. Uh, you know, uh, kind of famously made his mother cry. Um, and he has never forgiven them for that. More importantly, though, I should say that, that sounds like I'm just saying, you know, he's got a grudge. He, he, you're right. If people out there, and I think a lot of your listeners, certainly a lot of my readers, I think, look at Mayor Lori's and they see an administration that was kind of all over the place. Like, you know, a lot of the stuff around, you know, uh, you know, reparations and municipal, you know, uh, guaranteed income. A lot of people don't love that, you know, that idea. He certainly is a guy who um, ideologically is a is far to the left, but he is speaking truth to power here on the, on the Providence teachers and on the Providence school situation. That was a candid view. You remember back when, when Angelica Infante Green first took office, she made a similar she said she wouldn't send her kids to the Providence schools. Now, she never ended up living in Providence. It's much more significant, I think, with the outgoing mayor, who's got a kid going into kindergarten, um, is, is saying that. And, you know, it is, I think it's, it is to some degree strategic. The one criticism I would have of him on, on this topic is I do wish that he was more aggressive when he had a chance to be with the sure. Providence teachers. You know, yep. this first, if you think about it, in the first term in office, the first four years, he signed two, not one, two Providence teachers contracts. Um, you know, one very quietly right after he took office that he was kind of dealt, you know, the hand that Angel Tavares gave him. And then he signed another contract after he won um, re-election. That was after he had had all those fights with the teachers. You know, neither one of those contracts were particularly substantive, as he'll admit, as he, he, he you know, consciously admits. But you know, the, the, the argument that he's making is I need the mayor, the incoming mayor, as much as everybody, you know, and I'm, I'm Dan McGowan and the columnist is guilty of this. You know, as much as we all kind of think Brett Smiley is prepared to kind of do a good job, be it in, in you know, he's ready to do this job. What, what Mayor Alorza is saying is I need the mayor-elect to understand that there is no reason to have, you know, prolonged negotiations with these Providence teachers. Exactly. He's saying, I do understand this. This is not, uh, he, I think he said this, I don't know if it was on Gene's uh, interview or it was on Steph's interview, but his point is, I came in, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I thought yep. that I could come in there and make a difference because I was different. And he, and he said, look, <laughs> there's nobody, no individual that can right. make a significant difference with these Providence teachers. And that's why he's so aggressive. And I think 
I don't think he's going to go away. I think you're going to hear him talking about this in one way or another um, for a very long time to come. Remember, he's a young guy. He's still in his early 40s. That's right. And Dan McGowan, but a couple things about that, uh, and I agree with it. It's a fool's errand to try to negotiate. You and I both know Fonte Green under Amundo. They spent hours the back and forth, different room. In some way, it's almost like you playing their, their, their hands. But what about, what do you make of um, him saying that he basically said Governor McKee betrayed the children of school, made every concession union wanted. Now, Dan McGowan, that, that sounds strong, but wasn't this the same guy that was standing there at the press conference for the Superman building saying, I got to give credit to Governor Dan McKee? Well, this is, again, the the strange thing for, for folks, as I say, out there who listen to you or, li- or read and listen to me. You, you know, you, when you look at the legacy of this mayor, yeah. you, you almost you have to kind of take it kind of issue by issue because there are things you know i think uh we'll be sure we'll talk about this but you know on economic development stuff right he ceded all of that to the state he had no interest in it and he um really gave up a lot of power and those kind of things um you know but on public employee unions i mean i remember you years ago you know cheered him on to some degree when he was taking on the providence firefighters right yeah he's a guy who who has been willing to, based on the, the office, I mean, he said this, right? The, the being the chief executive of a city, all of them, all mayors, unless you're really beholden to the unions, they always have big fights. He fought eight years with the Providence firefighters, right? Yes. Angel Taveras uh, was, was favorable to the firefighters, but fought with the police, he fought with the teachers. So this is not uncommon in any way at all um, he he wants people to know. You know, I was I was willing to kind of hold the line. Now, again, his the, the challenge with this is, you know, for people out there is you 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 know you hear okay, I was willing to take on the union. The money I wanted to invest though, you know, was going to very liberal causes and things like that. And that's what makes right. people say, oh, I don't like him. He 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 is he if if nothing else, he's pretty consistent though. I mean, he, he hasn't really flipped. You know, a couple of things, charter schools, I think he changed around on a little bit. But I would argue, I think you would too, he came around to the right side of charter schools. So credit yes. to him on that. Yes. And I, I think um, Dan McGowan also, there's an element of whether it is someone in Mayor Lorz's position and or the charter school people themselves, they need to educate people more about what makes them work, uh, how it works. It is public. There's, there's a lot of unknowns. For instance, I know... In certain areas of Florida, if they deem a public school is, is quote, like a failing school, yeah. boom, then they allow a charter school to open within that region. So then you have an option. I don't think people fully explain that. No, because well, then you, you right? You hear people saying, oh, so then there's no school. You're going to close all the schools. You're actually doing it kind of one at a time and allowing the charter school, in essence, to provide competition for the public school. More than that, I mean, the thing is that there's lots of issues that you can kind of almost, uh, you can almost hide behind current federal law if you want to really reform the schools. The federal law right now, this was an started out as no child left behind under Bush, as you remember, but then under President Obama, they revamped no child left behind, they changed the law to some degree, but they kept something in place. If your state, and this is every state in the country, every state is required to identify the bottom 5% of, of, of lowest performing schools 
in their state. That is, again, required by federal law. Rhode Island just did it. Uh, as you can imagine, the vast majority of those schools are in Providence. And when those, those schools are identified, you have just dramatic ability to make changes. In some states, it's close it down. Uh, in many states, in fact, it's close it down. In Rhode Island for a time, under Deb Gist, uh, this, the idea was close those schools down. Now you're seeing a much more, I think, um, you know, kind of pro-union approach to this, which is let's throw lots of money at the problem. Let's try to change the contract around here and there. And I think this is what frustrates Mayor Lorza is he's saying, look, on the ground, I, I see no difference. In fact, I think things are worse. And so all of these, you know, the, the laws that are in place, nobody takes you know real advantage of them. That's his gripe with the state takeover. That's what the point of the takeover was to to really rip up the contract and change things. And so this is where the mayor comes back to, he's right. Nobody really takes this seriously, even though they do actually, in his opinion, uh, have the tools to actually make these changes. Folks, quick break. You want to hear our next segment where uh, Dan McGowan and also his colleague Ed Fitzpatrick sat down with Senate President Dominic Ruggiero. It's all ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. For over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals, help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for, for you through a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship. Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Call right now, 401 401- 434-1510, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. We're speaking with Boston Globe columnist. It's Dan McGowan. And uh, there's a, a story in today's Globe a piece, I should say, you and your colleague, Ed Fitzpatrick. By the way, I like the, I don't know how that came about, but I like the tandem. The speaker, now you're sitting down with the Senate president. I'll say this about Dominic Ruggiero. A lot of people don't fully know who he is he could walk into a restaurant very unassumingly you, you want to talk about powerful people in the state it, it is it is dominic Ruggiero. uh i i think this is very insightful the interview that you and ed fitzpatrick did with him well thank you behind the scenes i think you'll appreciate this uh the one of the reasons why kind of us teaming up together to do these things is the two of us have very different interview styles okay um quite frankly i tend to be like a little more gossipy and kind of uh you know i want to make everybody feel easy so they tell me things um, yep. i think ed is much more very direct and it actually makes for in both cases the speaker and the the majority leader last week and this week the senate president and the senate majority leader yeah you, know, you get real news out of these guys 
when you can kind of, you know, just throw questions at them and, and kind of work them differently, even though you're all in the same room. So uh, uh, thank you for kind of recognizing that. Uh, and you're right. Look, Dominic Ruggiero was, huh. was one of the most powerful people in Rhode Island long before he became the president of the Senate. Yes. Uh, right. You know, he was a big influential labor leader. And, 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 you know, he's, he's been in the state house for 45 years. So he's always been a, a you know, a powerful lawmaker. Um, and he, he's pretty clear. He, he, he is ready. I'll, I'll tell you this, the thing that I observed about him, I've interviewed him about a hundred times over the last decade that I've been here. And I've always found him to be quite frankly, like a very good interview. It's a right. little nervous. He has no interest in dealing with the press. No the most relaxed i mean this is a guy who knows i won by a big mandate in north providence yeah my chamber is secure so my job as senate president is secure and he was willing to tee off he uh you know wants to eliminate the secretary of exe- of uh, the executive office of health and human services that's one of the big jobs in the state wow. um he wants to eliminate the job completely he says it's unfair that you know all these other that that person and that's been a you know a uh, revolving door in some ways remember liz roberts was there under gina Ramundo, woman senator jones um and they have an acting person there now he just wants to get rid of it and say hey we'll make all of these uh you know department of health and DCYF, all these agencies will just make them cabinet level positions. So then each director will be accountable, not some secretary who, you know, gets blamed for everything. It's an interesting concept. It's one I'd never heard before yesterday. Um, and so he wants to do that. You know, he came out, he came out swinging on Mara Lorza. Uh, I had this in roadmap, my, my newsletter this morning, you know, he, he's very disappointed with how the mayor handled economic development. He blames right. the mayor almost exclusively wow. um, for lack of development on the 195 land, but they're ready. They're, they're ready to go. They're even strong, feels very strongly about uh, no, you know, same day registration voting, which is kind of a conservative turn to some degree uh, for a Democrat in this state. So he, he is, uh, he's ready for this session. I'll tell you this, you and I talked last week, and I, and, I, and I still agree with it, the, the concept that, you know, the, the person really in charge in this state right now is House Speaker Joseph Shikarchi. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's the case. But you can tell the Senate president is not going down without a fight. He, he is. No. He's ready to kind of have you know, pick issues and have fights with the House when it's necessary. Uh, he wants people to know he is still there. You you can't get anything done if, he, if, he's, that's if right. he's against it. And. Someone who who is very powerful said the the last thing you want is if he calls you and he's not I I forget exactly the line he'll say either it doesn't work for me or I think I got a problem with this that means you have a problem if 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 he calls you but you can't get anything done the line though of the column and I love this because whoever decided to keep this in it perfectly fits who he is and then takes me inside the room and that is. I mean, we got the lady that ran for governor. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Talking about Ashley Kalis. And again, same-day voter registration. That is such a good quote. I love the fact she spent $5 million and he can't even recall her name. The lady, that, that lady that ran for governor. But Dan McGowan, he also says, hey, listen, same-day voter registration. I'll get 10 buses. I'll bust them in from <laughs> over the place. I bet Pat Crowley's like, what? Why is he acknowledging that's what we can do? But that tells me the tone that he was very straightforward with you guys. Well, forget Pat Crowley. His, his staff 
you look around the room, you know, these guys yeah. always come armed with 10 staffers and all kinds of things like that. You look around the room and everybody's a little bit cringing, except mm. here's the thing. They know he, he, this wasn't a show, right? He, he didn't come in again. I've interviewed him a hundred times. He, he always has a point, right? He knows what he wants to say. But this is a guy who feels extremely comfortable. You know, he 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 believes in his eyes he cannot be beat in North Providence, and which means that right now he cannot be beat in the Senate. And so he's going to say, you know what, I'm going to speak my mind a little bit. He thinks that whether he's right or wrong, we could have this debate all day. He thinks that the majority of voters are on his side on a lot of these key issues. He may not be as articulate, you know, not like a guy who's who's much much older and much more kind of italian and that sort of thing you you know labor leader guy you may not love the style but he is convinced that the majority of rhode islanders actually align with him on most issues and that's why you know when, when you when you're confident in and of itself and then you believe actually that you're you're in the right and the people believe you're in the right. That's what makes you really powerful. Yes. And let me tell you something. The word of Ruggiero, it means something. You want to talk about like a handshake. If he says deal, it, it's a deal. Well, he said, is- I'll tell you, he, he said, well, one quick thing. I, I, I'm not sure if this actually made the, 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 the cutting room floor for the story, but we asked him, you know, what's the, what's the biggest change you've seen? Um, in your time in legislature and he said number one thing he said like your word used to mean everything yeah and he said now you can't really trust everybody and that's that harms the, the chamber that shows you how much he views you know your word mattering yeah just because then when he's speaking um it, it's got to hold up or you the last thing you want you don't want to make a guy like that look bad that's right you want to go back on your word but dan mcgowan after speaking with both uh, Governor McKee's got a problem with his Rhode Island Housing Secretary Josh Saul, and Josh Saul, uh, you know, I don't know him, but he he's got a he's he's got a short short amount of time here to pull things together because you have two people that that are very unhappy with the way <laughs> things are going with that, uh, not just in front of the state house, but but that is a very strong message to Governor McKee that he better get that guy in line. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, this was a you know an, an office that. Um, in a job that Joe Shikarchi really pushed for. He, he kind of, in a lot of ways, vouched for it. He, he used, you know, I want a housing secretary as one of his, you know, chips, if you, if you think about it in a poker way, last year to get it all done. And then, you know, last week he says to us, you know, what's your grade for him? I for incomplete. We asked, you know, have you, has he, do you think he's done anything yet? Not yet. Uh, and then so you asked the same question to the Senate president. He was actually quite funny. He said, I'd give him a certificate of attendance. That's all I'd give him. Wow. He hasn't done anything at all. Uh, when you you're, you hit it on the head, you have both the Senate president and the House speaker um, seemingly out to get you, or at least with their eyes on you. Uh, it's incredibly difficult to survive unless, to your point, if you have some sort of dramatic you know, shift in the next couple of months, but it doesn't appear that that's going to happen. And by the way, the House and the Senate plan in your ability to succeed. So if they don't like you, they're not going to be inclined to help you either. Yeah, there's so much here. I also like you got out of him about the Rhode Island political cooperative. You know, there's there's one uh, there's one kind of red flag here, though, about the Providence takeover where he talks about, well, you know, maybe get the Rhode Island Foundation involved, maybe more money. I, I mean, if you listen, Dan McGowan, to 
whether it's Infante Green, even Gina Raimondo used to say it's not a money it's problem. Not money. So that's that's certainly a cause for concern if then they start to kind of muck it up a little bit mm-hmm. with, well, maybe we need to appropriate more money into the equation. Uh, that That's for anyone that's been paying attention. I, that doesn't seem to be the problem, but he's he's again, he's he's a very powerful person. And if he's sitting up there in a meeting, he and Speaker Sakachi, they, they're going to hear him out. Yeah, well, interestingly, the in in, in year on the head, I mean, people have been fairly consistent about this that the money is not exactly <laughs> by any means the problem. There's no money going to the private schools, and there's plenty of more money coming. Right? It's not. This is not like you know t- next year all this money dries up. Providence will be well funded uh, for a very long time because again, when you have all the schools that are failing in the state, uh, not exclusively, but you know what I mean. You you get tranches of federal money on top of all the state money that you're getting the thing that struck me i'll tell you is is the truth is about the senate and, the, and this is a very legitimate critique of of dominic ruggiero is just by his nature who he is he's very pro-union right and so oh. what you've seen over the years is it, it usually the you know anti-charter school bills uh, you know, end the takeover, those kind of things usually stem, you know, come from the Senate. And then it's on to, you know, will the governor do this? Will the, will the House do it? I asked that question. I said, are we going to see any bills? And I asked both both uh, the Senate president and leader Pearson, who's pretty anti-charter school himself. I said, are we going to see any bills that are going to be specific to the Providence takeover in the sense of giving back the schools, number one? Number two, are we going to see any of these bills where you try to kill the charter schools? I thought it was really interesting. Number one, Dominic Ruggiero said, absolutely not. We're not going to have a, you know, a Providence takeover bill this year. That's not going to happen. Pearson, who, again, is he's anti-charter school. It's interesting that he's not exactly – uh, the most beholden to the unions. He, he views this as a fiscal issue, but it, there's obviously a union component to it. He said, look, I fought for against charter schools for years. I fought uh, Governor McKee when he was lieutenant governor and when he was mayor of Cumberland, because they're both Cumberland guys about charter schools. We've looked at this. There's no support in the House for, for a charter school bill. There's no support for the governor for a charter school bill. So we're going to leave it on the table. We don't want to do anything. So kind of for school reformers out there, you actually have pretty good news on that front. But to your point, going back to this, you know, he wants to bring the Rhode Island Foundation in, um, uh, Ruggiero does, and try to, you know, again, he's talking about more money. I, I don't think simply giving more money given everything that's happening um, really solves anything. I think you just have more money to fight over. Yeah. One last thing, Dave McGowan, with you and Ed Fitzpatrick, but my only regret is I wish you had been in on that card game of the <laughs> podcast of mother, may I, or whatever the name of the game is, may I, uh, when, when the governor <laughs> just went off the rails, I wish you had been in part of that. I like the duo. Well, Somehow you I got name dropped. I think I got name dropped in that thing anyway. anyway somehow, so. To get it right. Tell McGowan to get it right. So that is still one of my favorite. You know, I went back and listened to that again the other day. It's just one of my favorite parts of the election season because <laughs> it just went off the rails so quickly with the simple question of, you know, some people would say you were dealt a good hand and boom, it went on right from there. Now, folks, we have a Christmas offering for you, and that is that you can receive Roadmap uh, Monday through Friday free into your inbox. 
Number one, Dan McGowan breaks news. Number two, it's links to all the stories in the globe. I think there's still stories about that Patriot loss over the weekend uh, and a lot more. And Dan McGowan, in the spirit of the season, if you'd be so kind to extend the offering of Roadmap to anyone that is listening right now. And very simple. And by the way, we're only going to have two days off over the next couple of days in holiday. We'll be off Monday after Christmas, Monday after New Year's. Uh, yep. But the rest of the weekdays, you're going to see this right in your inbox early in the morning. And then, of course, for the rest of 2023, you'll see plenty of, uh, uh, you know, free information uh, from Roadmap. So all you have to do, send me a blank email, rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. I'll sign you up. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he is Dan McGowan. Dan McGowan, Merry Christmas. And we what a year it has been, and we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Merry Christmas, John. Great to talk to you as always. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk next week. There's no limit to what you can do outside with your property. Folks, call Limitless Outdoors today, 401-580-1852. Get a free quote and let them go to work to show you how you could use all of your outdoor living space. Limitless Outdoors. They specialize in patios, walkways. They did a fantastic job with my steps. How about an outdoor kitchen or landscape lighting? retaining walls, lawn installations, excavations, limitless outdoors, and also inside. Limitless outdoors could also offer indoor stone veneer services, update your indoor fireplace or kitchen. Limitless outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Look for them on Facebook or call 401-580-1852. Limitless outdoors. Dream Build, enjoy, get the most of your property, both inside and out. 401-580-1852, Limitless Outdoors, based in Smithfield, Rhode Island. Listening to the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com on this Wednesday, December 21st. Now, some of the... Um, Governor McKee campaign promises for him that for him to get all these endorsements, he had to make or he did make. I didn't he didn't have to do anything. He decided to make some uh, very expensive promises out there. He decided to make some very expensive promises in order to get the various endorsements. And some of them are not. How would I describe it? Kind of like below the fold, right? You get some of the high, high profile ones, but then you also get some that are like a little bit not as well known, but still can make a difference. And then obviously also still very expensive, right? For for us, the, the taxpayers, we now, we get the burden and have to pay out for... Governor McKee's campaign promises. So he made promises in order to get votes and get himself reelected. And then as a result of that now, we have to pay for it. And a good example, and I want to give credit to the Providence Journal, McKee agrees to landmark new contract with at-home child care workers. He has struck a deal. Governor Dan McKee 
new contract, the arm of the Service Employees International, of course, union. Hundreds of state-subsidized daycare operators work out of their own home, taking care of other people's children. The New Deal. And I always like this. It's retro. We're going to make it retroactive to January 1st. Increases the wages the state pays. 337 at-home daycare operators. How about this one? But stop short of giving them health insurance and retirement benefits the union was seeking. Excuse me? Increases of 2.5% in the year that begins January 1st coming up. And 2.5% in the state budget that begins July 1st, 2024. They'll also get 1.9 million, here we go, retroactive payments to make them whole from what they would have gotten had this deal been effective a year earlier. Excuse me, they were the ones negotiating. Why are we making them whole? They were the ones that couldn't agree to a deal. So do you see the, the pattern here? They hold out. They won't agree to a deal. When they agree to a deal, oh, no, you got to pay me retroactive for when I wouldn't agree to the deal. What? No, that should be an incentive to sign the deal. Not it's then everything becomes retroactive. The at-home daycare operators receive 224 weekly COVID-enhanced payments for each child in their full-time care through December 2021 and $185 since then. They get up to 250 weekly per child retroactive is that word again to january 1st 2022 <laughs> it's not yet fully clear if the overall seven seventy eight point four million state law faker budget for the child care will cover the new contract an additional 3.2 million this year and 2.6 million next year but in the face of declining enrollments why do you keep giving them more money if it's going down of course, the, they talked about a landmark new contract settlement with the McKee administration. Folks, how about the fact they, they, it's, it's retroactive. It, it should be, as I said, it should be the incentive to sign the new deal. But instead, what's the rush? We're going to end up getting it back anyway. This unique group of private state contractors is prohibited by state law from receiving the same benefits as state employees. The union has never stopped pushing for the benefits. Since it was 2013, Governor Chafee signed the controversial law allowing at-home child care providers to unionize and requiring the state negotiate with their union representative. That's where the rubber meets the road. That doesn't go on out of the states. And the state did not have to do that, as a matter of fact. And nor should they do that. So the two sides reached their compromises, retirement and health insurance. They work together to, uh, together to identify a third-party administrator. But hold on, there's still more money coming here. As part of the contract, each provider will also receive a computing device. Oh, here's $1,000. Go out and buy yourself a new computer. Why do we have to pay for that? The idea is to give providers an opportunity to access online training. Oh, I see. So that way they can do the online training. The contract also allows home-based child care providers to have the opportunity to shape upcoming changes to this bright star system. 
Listen to this. It also includes $375,000 increase in funding for the Union Employer Joint Training Fund. That sounds like a scam. So now we have to pay for that as well. But wait, there's more. Um, but developments put in increasing pressure on the union to agree to terms, including a rate cut for the in-home providers. Recently, as September, had 1,420 children enrolled in their home daycare operations. The at-home providers had benefited from enhanced rates ranging from 162 to 224 weekly, depending on age, for each of their, quote, full-time enrollees. In their case, full-time meant 30 hours a week. They also received, here comes more money flying in that we're paying for, pandemic retention bonuses, 1500 in the fiscal year 2022, 750 quarterly, here we go, up to 3000 in the current year. Why are we paying them $750 to keep doing their job? Do they really need a $3,000 bonus? So we're going to give you all this money. We hope you like your job, and we're going to keep giving you bonuses. See, see, this is exactly as I had predicted. Once this is where Governor McKee is, I, I don't know if he's the worst negotiator ever, but he certainly, it's like he's, he's vying for the title. So not only do they, um, did they pay the bonuses right during COVID. Now it is, we're going to continue to pay. The problem when you deal with the union is once something goes in, it's very difficult. Oh, no, 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 no give backs. Very, very difficult to get something out. So now the fact that the McKee administration paid them, we all know it started with the Providence Teachers Union. They got $3,000 bonuses. Then all the state workers got $3,000 bonuses. And then what's Governor McKee doing now? Now it becomes it's a regular thing. It's a quarterly bonus. A number of politicians attended the announcement. Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, who thanks several members of the General Assembly, Representative Scott Grace uh, Diaz, she's got something going with them. Scott Slater, Marian Shellcross, Catherine Gazarian, listen to this, and describe them as, quote, fighters for the child care providers. Diaz, Grace Diaz, who had a child care business for six years, said the industry has come a long way. We started fighting for social justice. We were fighting. Folks, what fighting are they doing when it's a Democrat-controlled General Assembly, Democrat-controlled State House? And yet they always like, like, that's the uh, Lieutenant Governor Matos. You know, we're fighters for the child care providers. Fighters? Why, why are we giving these individuals $750 quarterly? quarterly now up to three thousand dollars in the current year see this is as i said this is exactly as i predicted this is the problem with governor mckee he was so anxious to try to get elected he was panicking at his falling polling numbers and what did he do he made all these commitments and made all these campaign promises that we have to live up to now the meaning and we when i mean we us you look in the mirror 
all the taxpayers now have to live up to his campaign promises all right it's wednesday much more ahead right here on the john DePietro show it's getting cold already this winter keep your family your employees warm with matthews oil company call them today 401-942-7500 matthews oil company 24-hour emergency service for over four generations they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe trusted oil delivery call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 you can find them online matthewsoil.com matthews oil premier dealer rhode island delivering the highest quality heating fuels at matthews oil they take pride providing reliable affordable service for you and your family celebrating 90 years of service call them now it's going to be a cold winter get that tank filled call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 in an emergency they offer 24-hour emergency service matthews oil company 401-942-7500 24-hour emergency service right jim yes and 24 for right now it is expensive for people you'll work out payment plans for individuals with oil yes we have budget plans we have uh we also take state uh we take state heating assistance we belong to every city and towns uh community action groups we've participated with that for 20 years we're actually 30 or 40 now since the 80s to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website dipetro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or Twitter. It's all right there at the website petro.com And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at petro.com And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website petro.com Falcon Pest Services, 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Locally owned and operated, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. They offer services for termites, bedbugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon Pest services today. Free consultation, 
739-1322. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn.